is here. Uh huh. The champ is here. I have arrived. The champ is here. Holla. The champ is here. Listen, the champ I'ma kill him with the first verse. The and I'ma bury him with the second. No rehab, try to cure my addiction, I relapse. They want me to fall down and stop rap. You still hating on me, homie, we off You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you on all speed the athletics department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE and thanks to you, the listeners. I Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked off-speed podcast. A podcast preparing to see some of its favorite student-athletes off into the real world this weekend. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. You just kind of stay going with the champs. Whoever, I'm on a heater, huh? Yeah, you are on a heater. It's, yeah, if you need to win a conference championship in the next few weeks, you just get Casey your room and tell him to be there and Listen, you watch them rings roll in. You give me a in. hotel room. You tell me what time the game or meet or event starts. I'll be there. You'll win a title. I'll take some photos. It'll be a good weekend for us all. I'm looking at you, track team, softball team, baseball team. I think that's everybody still rolling around. That's everybody, yeah. yeah. So Val, Cassie, Travis, I'm available just now. You will, uh, it will have to be all expenses paid. <laughs> all expense. What expenses do you have aside from? Food and room. Room and board. So basically what you have what we're already paying for anyway. Yeah, but I get to go somewhere and watch watch something and let you win a championship because of my presence. Okay, yes, that is correct. Let me tell you where you get to go for those three. <laughs> Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson, Tennessee. Oxford, Alabama. I thought that was... Nope, softball's in Oxford. Oh, are they? Okay. And Charleston, Illinois. And Charleston, Illinois. So maybe not. Maybe I'm not available. Not, not exactly. Uh, other teams... Other teams out there, anybody? <laughs> anybody else out there listening? You, you, might, you might head to Vegas or maybe uh, Daytona Beach for their conference championship. Casey's available. Uh, if anybody's going to the NCAA Beach Volleyball Championships in Gulf Shores and would like to win it, <laughs> want, want a little want a little talisman of luck to come down. Just, you guys, just let me know, <laughs> and uh, I'll be in Gulf Shores. Digressing considerably back to what we were talking about, the Austin P. Beach volleyball team, OVC champs. OVC champs. I mean, that was a thrashing. They ran through yeah, everybody. After they kind of they kind of won a couple of really close matches to start the whole tournament. They got to the championship, and then you know when you make your way there through the winners bracket, you play a lot less matches. So Uzi Martin was playing their second time of the day in championship Saturday, and uh, I mean, put your put your foot on the throat and don't let up. The whole thing turned on that Moorhead match where... Yeah, when Brooke and Jenna were down 13-7, to 7, won eight straight to come back and win it. Won eight straight points. I mean, that's that's tough to do. I mean, the guys were so good. The championship, Brooke and Jenna didn't, didn't even finish didn't their even match. Finish. Yeah, it didn't matter. And, and we're still the MVP pairing for the tournament. I mean, they didn't lose. They weren't losing either of the sets they had started in the no, championship. No, just, the only thing that happened was they just didn't have enough time to finish. Right. I mean, that was... That was another win. Um, yeah, Kelsey Mead and Tegan Searin also got an all-tournament team. And you can look at their record and maybe dispute. Uh, maybe not the best team throughout the tournament. But the team they beat to clinch the championship, the UT Martin number threes, were 15-0 and entering Saturday's match. Well, 
They lost the one that matters. Yeah, you, 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 you beat the 15 and 0 team to clinch the championship. You're all tournament in my book. They they were 15 and 0 until it mattered. That's a real shame for them. First OVC beach volleyball champions in league history and last maybe. I mean, there's only like what gonna be four teams in the OVC for beach volleyball next year. I think right now, yeah, and that's not enough. So you got to have more than four. Yes, the one and only. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that we're inaugural and final, but I'm not not saying it. I mean, can anybody stop T. Mott and Travis? I mean, Lindsey LeBlanc might have a chance. Could stop Travis, and probably needs to every once in a while. Probably, but no, I I think that this, this is a, a freight train. It's this, this get off the tracks. This train's on the tracks. You just best get especially out of if I'm on the train. They're going to carry this hype into the fall too. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Tegan and Kelsey. They're going to be back for indoor. They they've got the the winning bug now. I believe Brooke Moore's back for indoor. Is Brooke Moore got another indoor? I believe so. Well, good for her. Don't hold me to it, but I I, I, I will be holding you I, to it. I believe so. If Brooke's not back for indoor this fall, I will put sugar into your gas tank. Fair. Yesterday we got a name for the impact. Yeah, we sort of got a name. We got a we got, we got half a, a name. We got half a name. We don't have the back half of the name. We don't know what kind of building it is. F and M Bank will be the naming rights holder uh for this facility. The only question left What's it c- gonna be? A center, an arena, forum, a forum. As Cody said, very midwestern of him, a field house. Sean Henry uh president of the Predators kept calling it a hippodrome, which I think is an old-timey word for sporting venue, and I hope and doubt FNM Bank goes for the FNM Bank hippodrome, because I would call it the hippo until I was fired or murdered. I'm here for the FNM Bank garden, like the Madison Square Garden, the TD Garden in Boston. Uh, it just sounds cool. I walked past the TD Garden in Boston one time. I want to. I'm, I'm voting for the FNM Bank garden. That's my final stance. If it's not that, I think I like forum. Hippo. I'm I'm in on the hippo. I don't think I don't think anyone's going to go for that except me. I think it's probably gonna be like center arena. Everybody's got a center. Or an arena. Got got an arena. Nobody's got a garden and nobody's got a definitely nobody's got a hippodrome. Nobody's got a forum in this area. No one's got a field house either. Forum, I mean I mean other than FedEx. The FedEx Forum in Memphis, the only one I can think of. That just rolls off the tongue really well too. The FN Bank Forum. Does well off the top so of I mean, nicely. so does the FNM Bank Fieldhouse. I could go with either of those. I think both. Of the, I think the, the F, the alliteration, works. They they are both solid two and three choices behind Hippodrome. Because behind Garden, be, it needs to be the Hippodrome. It needs to be the Garden because we can just call it the Garden, the Hippo Garden. Oh, the Hippodrome, hey. <laughs> the <laughs> Bank Hippodrome Garden. <laughs> now we're on to something. I I'm here for the Hippo Garden. <laughs> Softball also did a thing in Martin last week. Uh, dropped game one to the Skyhawks, but rallied back on doubleheader day. Pair of comeback wins to take the series. Yeah, Govs finally got the bats going again. Yeah, need that. Need need to see them. Those sticks get hot as we head into really the stretch run here. Uh, Kelsey Gross continuing to shove. 
uh, tossed an inning of scoreless relief in the midweek, tossed a complete game uh, in, I believe it was game one against the Skyhawks, pretty much just keeping everybody in check. Um, this is, gosh, just an embarrassment of riches with that group and their pitching. So good. So good. They're quite good. They're quite, quite good. You also, had the track thing last week. Also quite good. Track, field, and bluegrass. Got to got to shout out Kanisha Phillips and Carlin Shooting for a variety of reasons. Kanisha, I mean, in addition to another amazing 200-meter run, which I was told, because I wasn't there Friday, I was told that she didn't get out of the blocks very strong for her. She was one hundredth of a second off of the school record. So, oh, oh my, yeah, her, her, her bad. Yeah. And on Saturday, she ran the four hundred, not her specialty, not even event. I'm sure she necessarily likes. All she did was have the third fastest time in school history and the fastest time outside of a regional or championship competition. It happens. While while her left hamstring is completely held together with KT tape. Just just no big deal. Kanisha Phillips being awesome and fantastic, as she usually is. Carl and Shooting, meanwhile, uh, went toe-to-toe with the pole vaulter from Kentucky, whose name features, I think, 11 S's. And so I'm just not even going to embarrass myself with Please. that. No, not, not even going to try it. But uh, she... Was right there with that girl through the uh, 4.12 meter mark and took three attempts at the outdoor school record. Not bad for a sophomore. Not quite bad at all. Not quite bad at all. And you got some govs who are right there as we while our way towards conference. Uh, Dania Hill Tate, she took a leap at the second highest mark in school history and just clipped the bar a couple of times. Or high she jump. Would have had it. Yeah, high okay. jump. Uh, Michaela Smith, big, 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 big PR in the 800. She's rounding into form at the right time. And her and uh, Kanisha Phillips, Raven Thomason, Elena Johnson, the 4x4 quartet, best showing by them this season, moved up to second in the conference right behind those dastardly donkeys from Murray State. Getting in the right frame of mind heading into conference. We've also got some uh, some basketball stuffings. Yeah, you want you want to go first? You want me to go first? I can go first. We got we got two already, and probably going to have more in the next days and weeks as far as coaching staffs. Uh, Mike Cotton and Brett Carey, uh, associate head coaches. Mike Late of Kennesaw State. Brett from Indiana State. Are they both associate head coaches? That's what I was told. Okay, just making sure. Two associates make one, so. Yes, yes, that <laughs> well, well spotted. So technically, you could argue the Govs have two head coaches with the combination. I Just could, good, good leadership up top. Y- yes, that is a strong foundation. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, and we've uh, Nate James hit the ground running on this recruiting thing. Got a lot of guys coming in over the last couple of weeks. Most notably here lately, Tyke Silver, late of Oregon State, and if that name's familiar to you Clarksville people, he was a standout here in the greater Clarksville community before heading out to the left coast, and now he comes back home with two years remaining. Interesting. 
Interesting. We haven't had we haven't had a hometown player since 2015. Hmm. Who was that? We had three at the time. We had Xavion Williams, Demarius Smith, and Jeremy Purvis. Interesting. Women's team's got the uh, entire coaching staff ready to go. Well, good for them. Uh, yeah. Nicole Razor from Anderson University comes to Clarksville. She was a WBCA 30 under 30 when like she was an associate pe- head coach at Anderson. Like seeing those people on those you lists. You do like seeing that. Eric Pittman comes with a lot of OVC experience. He was at Jacksonville State the past six years. Was a GA for the EKU men's team back when he was in school. So that guy knows his way around around the league. Uh, David Cranston. Coached some high school basketball up in Delaware. Coached in an academy that may have had a player named Elena Deladon. She's quite good. I'm just saying, if you coach women's basketball at a school where Elena Deladon plays, you might you might know what you're doing. You, you, you know a thing or two because you've seen a thing or two. Right, and then uh, I believe it's Montrika Warren will be our new director of operations. She uh, played at Bethune-Cookman, and then just before that, she played for Coach Brittany Young at Daytona State. Big shoes to fill for Amy Big Elkins. shoes to fill, but hey. We're ready to go, I guess. So, Brittany Young's got the staff ready to go. Uh, Nigel Crawford stands GA, I believe. She's got the staff. Nate James She's putting the together staff. the staff and putting together the recruiting class. It's going to be exciting. Watch out. Brit- Brittany's on the recruiting trail, too, now. Oh, I know. You just got to just hold yeah. your horses, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Hold your horses. Hey, hey, Nate, Whoa. Nate Whoa, hey. Nelly. Hey, Nate, Nate, had, Nate had some spots to fill, and he's a filling them. He had, he had more spots to fill, so it's uh, – Watch out for the govs on the on the old hardwood. I cannot wait for the basketball to recommence this fall slash winter. Oh, Nelly. Because Heath Jackson. I, I'm already hearing some rumors and some rumblings oh. that I will be going back to Tampa for, oh. I think, what will be the fourth straight year. If we're doing rumors. I heard that's another spot in Florida for the women's program as well. You could do a lot worse uh, you in could your, so your in-season travel than winding up in Florida oh, for things. Just the worst. Not the worst. Not the worst. Shelby Harp of the softball team. Correct. She will be our guest this week, and we will talk to her right after this. Ain't ready for this. Give me love you long time All my girls get down on the floor Back to back, drop it down real low I'm such a lady, but I'm dancing like a Cause you know what, I give up So here we go we have with us today Shelby Harper, the softball team, who has battled injury this season, but is hoping to close out strong and be one of the components to lead the Governors into the postseason and beyond. Shelby, thanks for coming in. How are you? I'm good. Nervous? Little. Nothing to be nervous about. They let me do this every week. Um... Please help me get the earworm that is the the chant your teammates do for you out of my head to the tune of Baby Shark. Shelby Harp, do, 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 do. That's the one. I really, I'm not exactly sure where it came from. Emily Moore whipped it out one day and it kind of stuck. Do you like it? At first, I really did not. No, it, it made me want to sing the song all the time and nobody wants to do that. It's one of those things that's kind of grown a little bit on you. Mm-hmm. I guess because it works. When they do it, it's kind of like a you're doing great type of thing. And I'm like, okay, guess I'm Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're you one of our dual threats, a hitter and a pitcher, right? I am. Well, when I'm not, am when, I injured? Right. Uh, the the qualities necessary to do that on the collegiate level, how, how much talent and how much time do you have to devote to both of them to be as good as you are at them. 
you have to split time and do a little extra outside of. So when I was doing both, I would have like regular practice where I was doing defense and hitting like everybody else on the team, but I would have my bullpen before practice so that I could get everything in within a day. The commitment that you have to have to be good at both, is there ever been a thought of, I should just specialize in one, get really good at that and cut down on this commitment that I have to make? Or is it something where for you, you have to do both to kind of, you have to be, you have to pitch to be a good hitter or vice versa? So I've never wanted to stop doing either, but it does take a lot of commitment to be a part of both. Um, when I was taken, when hitting was taken away from me this past year for my injury, um, it was really hard for me to just be a pitcher. And that took a lot of adjusting and confidence in myself because I thought that I was a hitter who pitches and a pitcher who hits, but now I was just a pitcher. So if I was doing, if I was having a bad day pitching, I couldn't go swing a bat. You're following kind of, I guess what we've now termed the Kelsey Gross path where she has gotten really, really good at both. Does it help to have somebody kind of show the way of, hey, here's how you can really excel at the collegiate level, at the Division One level, doing both these things? It's been great to have Kelsey. Um, I've only been here for a year, and this is my second. I'm going on two years. But last year, Kelsey was out of pitching and hitting due to her injury. So we didn't really have each other on the field together. And then this year, I haven't been on the field with her. So we've kind of been – We've been switching roles, but she's definitely helped me understand what I have to do to be where I'm at. You've talked about the injuries. How difficult has it been to deal with the in and out of this year? Oh, it's been so hard. It's been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, actually. Um, I'm so used to being on the field and doing it all, and now I, it's the worst to not be able to swing a bat. Like, not swinging a bat is killing me, but... It's given me more time to focus on my pitching, and that's something that has definitely improved. Has it given you more time to kind of focus on more of the nuance of the game as well, where you're not just thinking about what's in front of you, but kind of taking a step back and observing everything that's happening on the field? Oh, definitely. I'm much of a watcher now. Like, I pick up on the little things, and I see what everybody else is doing and what I could be doing, and it's it's good to sit back and watch sometimes. Have your coaches kind of – kept you in the game by having you talking to you about the in game the strategy kind of stuff to where you're even if you're not able to get on the field you can kind of understand what it is that they're seeing and get it from a coach's perspective a little bit um I (laughs) I do a lot of charting like I I love writing and stuff so when we're at the field I do like either take the book or I do a pitching chart while we're playing a game and the pitching chart keeps me in on like balls and strikes and things it's actually called the heart chart and um it looks like a EKG across the page as you write down the pitches. Um, but recently, Coach Bree has actually let us start calling pitches for each other at practice. Only at practice, of course, not in the games. But at practice, we're calling for each other to kind of see what it's like and see which pitches they like to throw and what pitch we think we should throw. Is it interesting to see what your teammates are observing from when you get in the circle and what they think are strengths or weaknesses or situational pitches that you should be throwing that you haven't really thought of before? Um, basically they know what pitches you throw well when they play behind you. So when they're like, oh, she's throwing a curveball, they're like, okay, I'm ready for it. So. You have one dog, two dogs. I now have two. I have a new addition to the family for about, 
He's been there for a month or so. So what has it been like to have a, because he's a puppy, right? He's three years old. Oh, he's three years old. Okay, that's got to be a little bit. He's a puppy into a home, though. He's actually a racing dog. He came from, like, the racetracks and everything. He was a winner, champions only. Wow. What's Mm -hmm. it like to adopt a a former racer? Because they seem pretty fired up and aggressive. So, actually, they're super lazy dogs. A greyhound is what he is. He's super lazy, lays down all the time. He has about five to ten minutes of energy throughout the, I don't know, maybe five hours a day. I've only spent a little time with him because I got to go home during quarantine and meet him because... You know, quarantine, woo. Yay. But um, it was exciting to meet him and see him. But my other dog is a Yorkie, a miniature Yorkie, actually. So the height difference to look at them two. The miniature Yorkie just kind of walks under his legs, huh? The greyhound. Uh, sort of, but um, the greyhound is actually a little intimidated by my Yorkie. Yorkie's, um, he's the man of the house. so. Good for him. I support the, the smaller dogs exactly. claiming their territory. Your teammates told me you were a shopping addict. If you I might have a problem. <laughs> might have a problem. What does a shopping problem look like? Um, well, it starts online, and then any off day. Sometimes the days before practice, I'll just go to the store. Sounds like free time. Mm-hmm. Outside of softball, my favorite thing to do is definitely shop. They also raid your closet. Every one of them. <laughs> do you do you have to like? Is it like checking out books from a library where you're like, hey, you got two weeks, bring that back? Or is it just kind of like stuff disappears and you never see it again? Basically, they all bring it back. Sometimes not in a timely manner, but it all comes back (laughs) sooner or later. Basically, a mom to everyone is what came up a couple of times. How would you, would you care to address being the team mom? I'm definitely, I definitely would address myself as the mom to the girls. Um... Actually, my freshman year, some of the girls would call me mom because every morning before weights, I'd send out texts to make sure everybody was awake. I drove all the girls to weights. It's kind of my thing. I'm just the driver. Pick up the kids from school, take them where they need to go. Do you go. have a minivan? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes it was tight squeeze. <laughs> um, I always have kind of what they're looking for. Like, if you need a bobby pin, I probably have it. If you need some Advil, Shelby has some. Just... Kind of always got what you need. You you keep you keep everybody, you, you fill in the gaps whenever they don't have mm-hmm. what they need. You <laughs> have maintained a pretty high level of academic success here, and you want to be a medical lawyer? Is that correct? I've jumped around a good bit, but right now I'm wanting to, I want to do medical law. Like, that's something I'm super interested in, but I'm in line to be a chiropractor. So, it's going to be a journey, but I think I'm going to make it happen. So. How do you maintain? that I'm I'm always interested to find out how people maintain really really high levels of academic success while also being student athletes because I couldn't even do the academic success thing without student athlete yeah well I hear you it's hard sometimes but I'm I love school like that's something that I like to do like I like studying and I like taking notes so whenever whenever we leave practice people are like hey you want to come to dinner with us sometimes and I'm like no I'm studying tonight um <laughs> My alarm's, like, set at, like, 12.30 for me to go to bed because I got to wake up early enough to get to softball, so. Boy, it's wild that you're setting an alarm to go to bed. I have to turn it off sometimes because I would go until I couldn't if I could. Social Circle, Georgia, about 45 minutes east of Atlanta, correct? That's about right. What do you do in Social Circle, Georgia? Nothing. 
okay. There is nothing there. It is a one red light town. Very small. So coming from social circle to here, I mean, we don't really think this place is like a big city, but com- compared to that, it kind of is. This place has everything in comparison to where <laughs> I'm from. We had to go to like surrounding cities to do anything like dinner in general. You couldn't eat in social circle except for maybe the one little diner downtown. So, Your parents, Scott and Julie, <laughs> what kind of influence have they had on you? Oh, they're the greatest. Um, I'm just like my mom. She's the older version of me and the younger version of her. We're like two peas in a pod. Um, I want to be just like her when I grow up, just in a you know medical field where she's teaching kids and being in charge. But I've picked up everything that she's put down and literally her little twin. So, And then dad's been my greatest coach of all time. Like He's always been at the field with me when I come home. He does it all. And you have two siblings, Landon and Olivia. I understand you're pretty close to Landon. Landon, that's my best bud. He'll be great to hear his name on here. Um, (laughs) He is five years younger than me. He's a little baseball star, plays a little golf too. I'm actually wearing his number now in college because mine was taken. So Landon was like, come on, pick 18. (laughs) So of course I did it. And he'll text me every now and then and be like, how you doing? And I'll be like, well, how are you, kiddo? He just got his learner's permit couple weeks ago and I was so sad I didn't get to see it he looks like a grown-up all of a sudden getting taller growing out of flow being a big kid or whatever I'm missing it all what what's it like to know you're somebody's like hero oh it's great I love that he looks up to me I try to set it makes me do better knowing that he's gonna follow I know you guys or I've been told I don't guess I know anything I've been told you guys are like big travelers what do you got planned for the summer so this summer, we're actually going to the Keys. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I think maybe Siesta Key, Missionary Key, and Key West. We're doing a... Like a, a tour of the Keys? Basically. We're, but we're driving Whoa. all like 13 hours in the car together. So um, that'll be interesting. Are the, are the dogs coming? The dogs are not coming. Oh, that's... A lot of hotels don't really take in large dogs like oh yeah I can, see, I can see the greyhound having some trouble with accommodations yeah and the 13 hour drive can't see that being good for anybody i don't think that's gonna be great for you nope i don't think that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting me and my sister in the car together for that long we're getting better but what's the, what's the age difference in you and your sister we're two years oh yeah keep the sharp objects up <laughs> shelby what is your favorite word favorite word yep oh gosh um, yeah, half of these I tell you, and then the other half I just spring on you at the last second and uh, watch you panic. Okay. This is, this is my little bit of fun. Maybe the word fruit? What's your least favorite word? Um, oh, um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, what word when you hear it, you're like, Ugh. That, that noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think there's a, I mean, there's probably a lot of words I don't like hearing, but I don't know. I don't like the word, technically, I don't like the word gross, like that gross, the word gross words me out, but sorry, Kelsey Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Who or what inspires you? My mom. She makes me want to do big things and be successful and be the best that I can be with what I have and, you know, 
give everything, give thanks to the Lord for all that I am and what I can do and everything like that. She is the perfect role model and everything I need and she's what inspires me. What's the last book you read for fun? Oh, I read a lot of books. Really? Mm-hmm, I love reading. How many do you go through a year? Um, not not assigned by a teacher. Oh, the, don't like those. Yeah, those um, tend to suck. I read a lot over the summer and when I go home for Christmas, so it's probably like 12 to 15. Pretty good. I can knock them out when I have time to sit down. During season, I probably haven't read maybe a total of 10 pages of a book. I wanted to start reading it, but it's really hard to read on a shaky bus. That's true. The book I think I last read was called The Weekenders. Oh, I've heard of that. Is that the one? Maybe I'm completely off base. Is that the one where the people go on like the long weekend long cruise and they're having all kinds of familial problems? I'm probably off base with that. Well, it's similar, but it's where they go to like um, a quaint little island. That they're, they're all, like, islanders only for, like, the summer sometimes, but they call them the weekenders, and they have nice homes at this island, but they're actually having, like, family problems. Sort of a mystery in there, a little bit of killing and suspense, just, just a, yeah, a but sp- also some romance. A sprinkle <laughs> of murder. <laughs> just tells it in there. What is your worst habit? My worst habit is probably... I'm really good at picking on people with habits. I'm the first person to point them out. But my worst habit is probably washing my clothes, drying my clothes, and then not folding them. Oh, that's a good one. Yep, they just sit there for a little while. They, they've been folded now. I just did six loads of laundry that all had to get folded last night. So I'm, I know that. It doesn't me. help that I do my laundry at like 10 p.m. So. You got to get it in when you can get it in. I know. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, probably messages, maybe <laughs> this game called Woody Puzzle. The team might laugh a little when they hear this one. I actually broke my high score on the way to our last tournament. We got in the bus and I convinced Katie Keene to get this app with me and I'm sitting there and she's like, well, I'm going to beat you on my first try playing. And Emily was like, oh, she's definitely going to beat you. And I was like, well, gosh, what a challenge. So since we got on the bus and started playing, I didn't lose the entire way from home to the new to the tournament that we were going to and my new high score was um 12,900 or something crazy like that yeah take that everybody trying to throw down <laughs> on you it was something what is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in <laughs> i got the shivers just thinking about being around cats <laughs> I, I fear cats such a fear like little house cats? Any cat. <laughs> Why? Why cats? They're just scary. They come out of nowhere. They are sneaky little They pounce. Ones. They have nails. So just any interaction with a cat, you're just you're not here for it. Cats are scary. Yeah. But another one was when I was home alone with my brother. I was probably twelve or so, maybe fourteen. Probably fourteen. And the alarm randomly goes off at our house. Nobody was there. No lights were coming on, nothing. But well, it was then, a cat. It probably was a cat. It probably was. But then, you know, like your security system calls and they're like, we're sending out dispatch. And I'm like, okay, send the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so then they pop up at the door and I'm like, oh, we're, we're good now. But why is my alarm going off? <laughs> <laughs> 
What is your idea of happiness? That's a hard one. Um, there's a lot of things that make me happy, but happiness. Um, probably finding joy in everything you're doing. No matter where, when, how, with who. Finding joy in being where you're at. What is your idea of misery? When nothing makes you happy. What makes you self-conscious? My birthmark. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love? <laughs> Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? I guess it'd be cool to die in a fun way, but I don't want to wish that upon myself. What's a fun way? Well, like something that would have a great story uh, at the end of it. Instead yeah, but of like, ah, she died in her sleep. Yeah, but then you're dead. You don't even get to tell the story. But I would know people were hearing it. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know the best way for that to happen, but I just I feel like dying in your sleep is not an extraordinary way. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? That's a good question. Um, I wish I knew more names of birds. I'd want to be definitely like an exotic bird, like a fun, pretty one that's in like Rio, not not some regular, you know, bluebird or red hummingbird, something like that. Something that's something beautiful. What might prompt you to lie? <laughs> the correct answer is nothing. I will not lie, but if there was a reason to lie, I don't think I have one. I mean, maybe for a surprise. I would lie if I was surprising somebody. What makes you hopeful? Um, what makes me hopeful? I don't, I don't know. Do you have any examples? What makes you hopeful? You people, honestly. <laughs> I, I know my generation screwed it all up, but you guys are going to come along and save this whole thing. It's my hope. Okay, well, I'm a little hopeful with softball. I guess I'm super hopeful that we are going to win the OBC because we're still going so strong. And these girls still have the determination to get exactly where we want to be. What is our purpose in life? To be happy. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? What's one thing that you can do, no matter the situation or where you're at in life, that'll make you happy? What's yours? Shopping. <laughs> Last week, Jeremy Wagner asked, if you could know when you would die and how would you choose to know? Jeremy would ask that question. <laughs> he would He would be curious. Um, would I want to know when? And how. Or maybe or? I don't know. Would you want to know when but not how? how? Or maybe how but not when? I think I'd be down with how but not when. That would kind of help you avoid certain things. Like if You could wait to do the how until you're ready to die yeah you know if, if it's plane crash you don't get on a yeah, plane yeah you just don't fly for a little while 
My answer is no. I do not want to know either. I do not want to know. <laughs> That's fair. I think that would be most people's answer. So you mentioned the the hopes for the the rest of the softball season. You guys really have a chance to do this. Oh, we do. Is it? I, I mean, obviously, the belief you guys believe in yourself. You know, our history in the sport has not uh, offered a lot of optimism over a long amount of time. Do you, do you guys think you can be the first to bring home the, the title? We're very confident in that being us. Team 36 is ready to break some records like that, ready to set some goals for the future teams. Well, We think we can handle it if anybody could. I think you guys can too. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Hey everybody, we recorded Wednesday evening, and by the time we got around to posting this on Thursday, Ostby Softball had, in fact, qualified for the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. We're very proud of them, and looking forward to see what they do in the tournament. Just want to put that out there before anyone is confused, because we talk about their prospects a little bit in the second half of this podcast. Thanks, Shelby Hart, for coming in and giving us a few minutes out of her days to go prepare for the final couple of weeks of the softball season that they are guaranteed uh, i mean i guess the 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 conference championships not a guarantee yet but boy they are they're quite close they are they are right there the ncaa championships though those are guaranteed for our women's tennis team yeah we're going down there later today going down to to athens georgia again again shout out to the nta for that thanks ncaa why not pepperdine why not Pepperdine? Why not? If you're going to send us anywhere, the Pepper. listen, you sent us the number three team in the country. Send us the number five team out west. We want to go play Pepperdine. We want to go to Malibu. The Govs want to go to Malibu. One of the things that I dislike about the NCAA's ways and means of, of doing their, their less major, I guess, championship. I don't know. I don't even like saying that. They they seem very tied to regionality here, and I think that's highly boring because you wind up with the Govs playing Georgia again. With or three three of the teams in the Govs regionals at Georgia were at the same regional last year: Austin P, Georgia, and Wake Forest. Because Austin P lost to Wake Forest. I don't know who Georgia played because it doesn't matter to us. But three of the four teams were there again. Maybe it was Furman. Maybe it was all four. I don't know where Furman went the last time we did this, but it, well, it's just it's like that decade-long period where the NCAA just sort of earmarked the OVC champion to go play Vanderbilt. Like, that's no fun. Come on, let's do. Let's mix it up a little bit, NCAA. Like, so, at least Georgia Tech would have been better, and so they're the, hosting, too. So the travel may be a little different. Big whoop. It's fine. Like, at least Georgia Tech, you get to see a new facility. You get to see a new facility. Stay in a new hotel. You may... You just... Who, who knows? Who knows what might happen, but it's just... A lack of imagination, and I don't approve. Instead, we'll play the number three Georgia Bulldogs on uh, Friday at noon. 
Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I hate Georgia. Can't wait to beat them. Just like in general, you hate Georgia? Like the university. I guess the state too. What about Georgia alums? Like our friend Eric. Uh, I have to ride in a car with Eric to go to Georgia today. Gross. Hey, you want like some knockout drugs or something so you can just sleep through it? Preferably. We'll see what we can do off air. Softball hosting Eastern Kentucky this weekend. It's, as we alluded to, Eastern Kentucky's receiving votes in the coaches' poll. No, 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 no. They are. They are quite good. I am not. I'm not even a little bit like, oh, this is in the bag. But like, the Govs don't need a ton of help to clinch their spot in the conference tournament this weekend. What do we need? Basically, a win or a loss by. Can't remember who. Martin, maybe. That does sound right. That's all they have to do. Win one, Martin lose one. This is the last week of the regular season. It is. So you just have to one of two things. I'm I'm pretty certain. I'm in the low 90s. That sounds that. right. Well, that is what we do here is we just say things that sound right. Yeah, you know. That's probably true. If you want more important information. Go look it up if you don't like our methods. Correct. Baseball, they do need some things this weekend. At EIU, no one for any sport or any reason likes traveling to Charleston when they need anything. It's a weird place to play. No one likes going for any. Doesn't, they don't have to need anything. Just period, full stop. It's it's a weird place to play. Weird and quirky things seem to happen there. I'm not looking forward to this for our baseball program because I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be weird because it's Charleston, and that is just the natural extension of things. You also get immediately depressed when you drive into Charleston because you're in Charleston. You get de- you, you get preemptive depression driving to Charleston because you know you're in destination. Uh, I hate going uh, to Charleston. Yeah, yeah I'm, you, you leave here, and you're spending like three and a half hours sitting in a car going, the next time I step out of this car, I'll be in Charleston. Well, the worst thing is, too, like, on the basketball swing, like, we go to SIUE. And, like, I like our trip at SIUE because we stayed in a nice hotel. Decent hotel. There's some SIU's campus is quite it's nice. It's nice. There's the stuff. gym. The gym's fine. There's stuff around. We usually get some decent food up there. There's, oh, no, SIUE is where we always got the Quadoba Taco Bar in the Doubletree Hotel. I'm sorry. What did you just call it? Quadoba. No, you didn't. Quadoba? Did yeah, I say Quadoba? You sure did say oh, Quadoba. My bad, my bad. We got the Quadoba Taco Bar in the uh, one of the conference rooms there every time. So, I mean, it's a good trip. And then all of a sudden, you have to go to Charleston. Quadoba. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, baseball also midweeking against Belmont next week. I am torn on the midweeking against OVC opponents. I think they're are some pros and cons, and I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure it's a thing next year. I don't think it's a thing next year, but I'm not necessarily sure it should go away either. I kind of, there's something appealing about seeing a team that you would also see when the stakes are highest and getting, because I know midweeks you kind of get other guys some time, and I think it's good to get other guys some time against that competition before you're, on day three in the OVC championships and your pitching's just completely shot and you've emptied your bench twice and all of a sudden a guy that's gotten like three innings this season has to go pitch in the most important time of the year. Guess so. I I just think there's something to it. I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. You know who else is wrong a lot? Casey, who's going to uh, do his weekly screed against Rob Manfred. Uh, Casey, floor's yours. Did you Keep see, it civil. PG, did you see please. the Amir Garrett suspension? Uh, n- no. 
Amir Garrett struck out Anthony Rizzo. He made Anthony Rizzo feel sad because Anthony Rizzo is a sensitive little baby. And when Anthony Rizzo felt sad and wanted to cry, instead of coming to fight Amir Garrett on his own, Javier Baez jumped the dugout fence, started a benches-clearing brawl, and then Rob Manfred of Major League Baseball suspended Amir Garrett for starting the fight. And when all Amir Garrett did was hurt Anthony Rizzo's feelings, and Javier Baez started the actual fight. Javier Baez got a fine. No suspension. Seven games. Jose Alvarado did the same thing in the Phillies-Mets game, and he got two games. You know how many games Amir Garrett got for fighting the entire Pirates bench in the middle of a game? He got eight. For not fighting anybody, he got seven. This is mine. That, that's been your Manfred minute this week. I'm going to officially challenge Rob Manfred to a fight. Barstool has an event called Rough and Rowdy where you can challenge anyone to a boxing match. Three rounds, one minute each. Get in the ring, Manfred, right now. I'm challenging the commissioner of Major League Baseball to a fight at Barstool's next Rough and Rowdy. If he doesn't accept, we all know he's a coward, and he already is. But he'll prove it when he doesn't accept this fight. Fight me, Rob Manfred, right now. That's been your Manfred minute this week. As we while away the, the hours heading up to the next of what seems like 15,000 graduations this week. Casey, do you have any knowledge bombs that you'd like to drop on people for commencement? Any truths that you've learned over your years in academia? Any things that might prepare these future leaders of the world? No. Okay, that's kind of... Don't be a teacher. That was that was what I learned yeah. after yeah. a month of student teaching. I think yeah. that's probably what I said last year. Yeah, uh, do, do things that make you happy and failing at that. Do things that make you wealthy. Those are really the only be two happy things. or get rich. Yeah, those are the only two things that wind up mattering in the end. As usual, this is about the time where we remind you that Haley Meyer has your community service opportunities. If you need anything, that's pretty much over for the year. But fear not, more services to the community will be rendered to come fall, and Haley will have all that information for you. In the meantime, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P Governors. Shout out to Robin for all of the uh, digital media stuff she's doing there. All of her cool Star Wars videos yesterday. And then uh, Eric. Yep, Eric. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, myself, doing things over there on a somewhat fairly, mostly regular basis. You're over there just winning all the awards. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. I will put my shoe <laughs> inside your three, frame. Three Coastside or District 4 awards. I will put my foot inside Colby your Colby 3, Alabama, Ohio, and Mississippi. Is it Alabama, Ohio, Mississippi? Michigan. Alabama, Michigan. Alabama, Ohio, I, I Michigan. Not, I would not have bragged very much if it was Alabama and Mississippi. <laughs> Alabama, Ohio, Michigan, zero. Three nothing. Three nil. Three zilch. Three zip. You got that out of your system? I mean, no other school had a person win more than one, and you won three in our district. No, Western. Oh, wait, no, They no, had no. two different people win one each, and then Kentucky had two different people win one yeah, each. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, no, sir, I will take all three and uh, Here's the thing. get it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until I beat that. Stanford guy. Yep. All right, well. David Kiefer, I'm coming for you. <laughs> well, just... it's happening now. You're, you're in the tournament. You're dancing. Uh, oh, I'm I'm in the tournament every year. You're that's dancing. A, You're that's dancing. That's the thing. I, get, I win a few of these every year until I get the national award, until I beat that guy. You're Doesn't dancing. Matter. You're dancing. Doesn't matter. Tickets? Tickets. Uh, it's almost uh, It's almost football season. It's almost ticket football season. season ticket time. And you know how you're going to get your football season tickets? Two you're going to get John. on the phone. You're going to call our boy, Two Ring John, and he's going to answer, and he's going to get you those tickets and get you in Fortera Stadium next fall. 
He sure is. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgopd.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Offer suggestions for how we should spend time this summer if we aren't in this room doing the talking. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out to JLo's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to my mother because Sunday is Mother's Day. And I'm fairly certain this will have to pass as my gift to her. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. It's your primitive